Dear New Age Spiritualists, The universe cannot hear you. The universe is not God, and the universe is not within you. In fact, your conscience is not the universe, and you cannot connect to the universe. You cannot manifest what you put into the universe. And not only that, you are not a god or a goddess. Your ancestors are not protecting you, neither can they see or can they hear you. Burning sage does not even get rid of negative energy, bad vibes, or even demons. Mr. or Ms. or Mrs. New Ager, you also cannot gain magical superpowers by raising your vibrations. And you cannot become one with nature. What is the New Age? And why can I not buy into it? My name is Rob Lundberg, and you are listening to the Let's Get Real Podcast. And you are listening to the Let's Get Real Podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. That uh, little diatribe that I gave earlier just to know is opening up this show is from a meme I saw on Instagram that I've kind of personalized because there's a lot of people that are I hear uh, on chats and also uh, elsewhere where they go and they think that they can create their own manipulate uh, or create or manipulate their own reality I was going to say manipulability but you know what I'm getting at you are listening to the Let's Get Real podcast, and I, what I want to do today is I want to deal with the whole idea of why I can't buy into the New Age movements. Notice that I said movements. I started in the countercult movement back in the 1980s, and I've been doing some talks on the New Age back then. I did some talks when I was working with Capital District Youth for Christ on the New Age and calling it the cosmic chaos, and basically that's what it is. It's a lot of cosmic chaos. But now with the um, lot of the stuff that my friend Stephen Benkars and Doreen Virtue and others are talking about. You know, if you hadn't heard of the New Age movement before or the New Age movements before, you're going to hear from it, you know, hear from it now because it's called the new spirituality it's called new age spirituality it's called all kinds of different names and it's basically esoteric now i'll explain to you all that in just a moment but you know if you're familiar with oprah winfrey oprah did her uh, tv show where she was basically offering a uh, course where she opened up the red carpet to a new new york times best-selling guru by the name of eckhart tolle and she even had a daily broadcast with Marianne Williamson, who wrote the book A Course in Miracles. And they were looking for, I guess, somewhat like 30. Uh, they were looking for some like, uh, they were beckoning seekers, I think probably about well, 30 some odd years ago. And, you know, we had, a, we had a lot of people doing a lot of writing around that time. But what I want to do on today's episode is I want to deal with what is the New Age movements, 
or what is it that they believe, and also give you possibly five things that you can put into your quiver, if you will, will put into your rucksack or put into your uh, bug out bag, if you will, with regards to when you have a conversation with somebody who is embracing new age spirituality, how do you do that? Do you do drive-by uh, spiritual mugging type evangelism? or do, Is there a way that you can reach the new ager in such a way where you can begin a discipleship progress? You know, because here's the thing, folks. We're not called to do evangelism in the Bible. Jesus didn't call us to do evangelism. Now, I know that some people might be going sidewards when I go and I say that. You know, we can use the passage, you know, how beautiful are the feet to those who bring good news and everything, and that's all fine, well, and good. But Jesus didn't call us to go and, you know, have beautiful feet and bear the good tidings of great joy. He's called us to make disciples, and when you have discipleship, you do have evangelism. If you've read a book by George Hunter called The Celtic Way of Evangelism, Celtic Way of Evangelism, there are people who learn sometimes about the truth of Christianity before they actually commit themselves to Jesus Christ. And I'm of the conviction that people involved in things like atheism, and the New Age in particular, and even some maybe Mormons, where they start to understand what Christianity is all about before they actually commit their lives to Jesus Christ because, you know, they're leaving something. And they got to buy into it in some sense. And God, through the Holy Spirit, does work through those processes. We've seen it over the years. But see, what we got to understand is what is it that, what is the ideology that we are looking at, or what is the ideology that we're ga- engaging? So, you know, if we go th- from the 70s music of the fifth dimension with the age of Aquarius and, uh, and then Shirley MacLaine's uh, out on a limb where she's out on the beach uh, with her guru going and claiming I am God to the background of the, 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 the surf. Or even Oprah Winfrey with Eckhart Tolle and Marion Williamson. The, the New Age movements are such where, you know, if you really didn't know Jesus back then, uh, if you didn't know him, say, as the Son of God, or if they, if a New Ager only knows Jesus, because there are some commonalities that I'll share with you uh, in, in a moment, that they use similar terminologies that we use as Christians. But at the same time, the, the Jesus of the New Ager is totally different from the Jesus of biblical historical Christianity. Now, you know, there's differences in source books. You know, the professor in the college would say, you know, the Bible is no different from the Quran as it is to the Bhagavad Gita or the Tiptak of Buddhism. Uh, th- those those claims made by the professor, professor from the professorial lectern uh, are basically somebody who's got bananas in their ears, I guess you could say, with regards to what they understand about religion. Now, 
the question then would be, well, why are you going and speaking in some strong words against ideologies that conflict with Christianity? Well, because Christianity itself, if it's truly understood and communicated and articulated clearly, it just doesn't get along with anything outside of the parameters. And the problem that we're seeing today in the church is that there are new age practices coming into the church, trying to guzzy up to the cross of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be addressing some of those things later on as we, as, as we launch on this. You know, we've been talking about communism, socialism, Marxism, and whether or not they're compatible. But I've, if you go to my website at roblundberg.org, and you hover over the resources, you'll see that we have added just three pages. We've taken one off, but the other one is dealing with the cosmic chaos of the new age. You'll be able to see some of the things that I'm talking about here, and you'll be seeing more resources. So at roblundberg.org, hover over resources, and we can talk about why can't we all just get along. Well, there are questions that you and I don't have to answer to, okay? Uh, and that is a question that we don't have to answer to as well. And folks, and there are questions that are not seeking answers, but rather opening a door to leading, I guess you could say, to a wider path. Okay? Uh, you know, when you, when you look at things... Well, dealing with questions that are posed long ago with regards to the... Well, if you go and you think about it, let me go this way with it. Let me, let me go with it this way. <clears throat> the question that was asked in the Garden of Eden by the serpent to Eve, yes, I believe in a literal serpent that could talk, that was energized by Satan, and a literal Adam and Eve. And the serpent asked this question, as recorded in Genesis chapter 3. Indeed, has God said that you should not eat from every tree at the garden? <clears throat> so what I want to do first is I want to deal with the fact of this, this question, and then also deal with New Age beliefs, and depending on how much time I have, uh, after going and doing some rambling in the very beginning of this episode, I guess I'm doing okay in time, just looking at my timer here. I want to deal with first the New Age beliefs. And the New Age itself is based on, on concepts that sound pretty irresistible. You know, as it was with the case of Eve, some hear of the spiels of modern gurus like Eckhart Tolle and Marianne Williamson and begin to think that the faith of their fathers is too rigid, maybe even too narrow, that God would never impose an irrational boundary between us and full knowledge of the spiritual realm. See, that's what happened because when the woman saw that the fruit was pleasing to the eye and good for food and good for knowledge all of a sudden she might have been thinking that the God that created them created her from the rib of a man said maybe God is a cosmic killjoy and he doesn't want me to have extra knowledge well see this is the whole thing about 
extra knowledge or full knowledge or or full knowledge of the spiritual realm. Sometimes the lie creeps in so subtly as Christians that they begin to research natural and holistic medicine, alternatives that can be very God-honoring but for years were shunned by Christians, thus becoming a New Age territory by default. You can also take a doctor. A doctor may recommend you yoga or meditation to reduce stress. No matter how uplifting or how innocent some New Age practices appear, Christians need to be discerning in these areas, just as at the seashore when they need to know where the undertow begins. The more we understand the distinctions between the New Age religions and Christianity, the less vulnerable you and I will become and we will be better to we will be better to understand and be able to address the confusion with people and and the confusion that people may have with regards to this whole idea of seeking uh true truth i guess you could say now what exactly is the new age now let me just say this, it is impossible to narrow down a, uh, a, a specific time period. It is impossible to narrow down what ex- actually the New Age is, but it, basically it's, it's a vast smorgasbord of beliefs and practices. Each New Ager has their tray with whatever assortment fits their specific, specific spiritual appetite. As is uh, liberally seasoned with self-centeredness and, and uh, self-aggrandizement, it is really a have-it-your-way kind of spirituality, and, and that is why there is a modern appeal to this. Now, although there are many branches of New Age thought, ranging from meditation to firewalking, they all stem from an ancient stock. The roots of the New Age tree spread around the globe all the way to India. One might even think of the New Age as Hinduism in a three-piece suit. Others might think of it as the desperate, degraded human condition of land dominated by Hinduism would speak louder than words about the truth of the religion. But New Agers seem to be blind to the contradictions. Instead, the typical New Ager actually believes in roughly five major things. And first off, that everything is every God is in everything, and everything is God. This is kind of like a animism type pantheistic animism. Uh, all things are one. That's monism, that man is God. Now, God is the ultimate absolute reality. And of course, absolute means unchanging. And if unchanging means that man is God and man is changing, if man is changing and God is unchanging and God is infinite in knowledge and man is finite in knowledge and man is God, does that all make sense to you? It doesn't me. Because what kind of God doesn't know that they're God? And that's why they meditate. That's why they do yoga. That's why they do centering prayer. That's why they do all these things in order to be united with the uh, 
absolute uh, entity, an impersonal deity. So everything is uh, everything is God. A God is in everything. All things are one. That's monism. Man is God. And another one here is that you hear some of the stuff on social media is that the mind creates reality. In other words, you make your own reality. You make it what it is. And, and of course, we can't do that because uh, we can go and say, I want something to go away, and it's not going away too quickly. It's like going and saying, the bus does not exist, and I'm walking across a busy street, and the bus is not there. It's, a, it's an illusion. That's called the concept of maya. And, and their reality all of a sudden is not turning out to be good if they walk across a busy street. Anyway, um, and then lastly, one's own experience validates truth. Now, you know, Christians, a lot of times, what they will do is they'll go and say, well, you know, my experience, you know, my testimony is, is what is true. Well, what is your testimony of your experience based on? See, as Christians, we talk about our Christian experience, we talk about our Christian testimony, and it's based on the absolute truth of the Word of God. The fact that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and the wages of that sin is death, but the, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, and then we know that also God demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, then, you know, that is a reality because Jesus has risen from the dead. Now, another thing here we need to talk about is this whole idea of New Age relativism. I've talked about relativism before, and it's basically saying that there is no such thing as absolute truth. All truth is relative. It goes back to Joseph Fletcher's book, Situation Ethics, as well as other relativistic philosophers. Now, New Agers do not believe in absolute evil. Therefore, they do not accept man's problem as separation by sin from God. Instead, they believe that each of us has forgotten his or, own, his or her own divinity. In other words, remember what I just mentioned. You know, if we're God and we forgot our divinity, what kind of God is that? that that's not an absolute God because if absolute God does not sin or whatever, but see, that's a faulty view of God. So having shuffled all this around, the new age solution is to seek a higher consciousness through things like Eastern meditation, breathing exercises, yoga, diet, crystals, trance channeling, spirit guides, and other things. Each of these diverse practices has the same purpose, in other words, to awaken the God in man. And while these practices may seem too far out to pose much of a threat to those abiding in the truth, Christians need to understand and they need to be on their guard because in the last 20 years, New Age influence has been steadily creeping into our culture in schools, corporations, doctor's offices, and yes, even the church. Now, don't get mad at me when I say the, that there was a popular movie back that started back in the 70s. George Lucas in his movie, uh, in the first movie that came out, the Star Wars movies, had become dominated by New Age spirituality. Reincarnation, karma, and cosmic consciousness, all of these once 
obscure ideas have become basically now commonplace. And a true understanding of the New Age practices makes one thing clear. Eastern practices cannot be blended into Christianity to produce something better. Now, what do I mean by this? When I use the term Eastern, I don't mean that Christianity is a Western religion. I am talking about biblical historical Christianity centered on Jerusalem centered on a cross that Jesus died on and rose three days later from. New Agers essentially are universalists, believing that all paths lead to God. They fault Christians for being intolerant and narrow-minded, but they are narrow-minded and intolerant of Christians in the process. You know, God's word anticipated this when when Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 says, Enter the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the path that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So the good news is that in a way, The New Agers' broad acceptance holds the key to getting them back on the straight and narrow. And this is where we're going to start getting into how we can reach New Agers. Most New Agers hold that Jesus Jesus is a guru or a great teacher, and therefore they hold him in high regard, believing him to be just that, a great spiritual teacher or a guru. Many will study the words that he spoke, although they put a different spin on those words. How can you and I reach those under this subtle deception? The answer is through Jesus himself. That's right, Jesus himself. Since Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, he himself can be the common ground for which the New Ager and the Christian can meet, though one stands in the darkness, the New Ager, and the Christian stands in the light. Let me give us, as we uh, come to uh, wrap up this session, Five basic thoughts that you and I can take and put in our quiver or our bug out bag or whatever you want to call it to be able to reach the new ager. Okay. Number one is the question that that is to you. Who do you believe Jesus is? Is he the son of God? Is he God in human flesh? If he's not God in human flesh, then no way are you going to be able to reach the new age until you get a biblical view. Did he rise from the dead after being crucified for your sins and mine? Did he rise in the same body in which he was crucified, only glorified? Did he ascend into the, to the Father in heaven? He's not an ascended master. He, he is the ascended, risen Lord of glory. Is, is that the Jesus that, that you worship and you understand Jesus to be? Secondly, who did Jesus say he was? What was the words that he said specifically about himself? Well, we know that 
John 11, 4 says that he is called the Son of God. He is not a God. He is called the Son of God, the God, uh, the God-man, if you will, that the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not the Father. I just diagrammed the Trinity for you. Also, he said that he and the Father are one. They are one in essence, not existence. They are one in essence, homoousios. And that means that Jesus is fully God and fully man. Number three, what did Jesus say about other spiritual paths? Well, I mentioned to you John chapter 14 and verse 6. He said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But there's a second part to that. And that second part is no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that, not Rob. Jesus said that. And that's who he is. He is not a way shower. He is not a, uh, a truth, but he is the truth, and he is the one who the, can give you and I eternal life. Number four, Jesus was either who he said he was, or he was essentially a fraud. Now, given his claims that he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me, we cannot logically believe that he was just only a great teacher, for he would have been teaching falsehood rather than truth. And folks, this is the argument that was put forth by C.S. Lewis. You know, he either told the truth or he didn't, and if he didn't, then he was either delusional or he was a liar. Lord lunatic or liar. And Jesus is my Lord, okay? And I hope he's your Lord too. Number five, Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Remember I told you not too long ago that New Agers hold to relativism. If you go and you listen to, or you go and you listen to some folks like Frank Turek or others, that uh, you know, those of us who are talking about truth, uh, we we could basically learn how to teach you how to turn a claim on itself to show that truth is absolute. Truth is absolute. Truth is that which corresponds to reality. And of course, we need to help New Agers understand what reality is. But he is not just the truth. He is also the one that gives eternal life. And he's also the way to the only eternal life that somebody can have. So, New Agers are in a lot of confusion. And that's because they have not found the truth that's only found in Jesus Christ. But they only have what fits into their spiritual perspective because they're the ones who have constructed it. As is what the case with the Garden of Eden, indeed has God said, that lie has never, ever changed it has never changed. It is still predominant today. Indeed, has God said that you will not surely die? Because, you know, New Agers believe in reincarnation. And I'm going to talk about reincarnation in a future episode, but 
I want to let you know that reincarnation doesn't work, and we'll we'll talk about that more later. If you do have any questions, please email me at roblundberg315 at gmail.com, and we'd love to be able to interact with you on that. But, you know, when it comes to the the new ager, they don't have the truth, but I I just want to let you... I just want to encourage you, I guess, probably. Don't be discouraged if you don't see immediate results when you share with somebody embracing New Age teaching. Plain and simple. You know, in in many cases, uh, when they finally come to Christ, it is because God had been planting seeds and watering for a long time. It may be through you in that one encounter or two encounter or three encounter and then others who had been talking to them as well as and you don't know what happens behind the scenes when they go and they leave your presence. They could go and check you out to make sure that you're okay. And I'm not talking about checking you, but checking out what you're saying about what Jesus, who Jesus is and what he said about himself. So the thing that we need to do is when we go and we talk to somebody embracing these new age ideas is we need to keep praying. Praying starts with God, ends with God. He he communicates with us and what to pray we bring to his throne. And he goes and he's set into motion, I guess you could say. He answers the prayer either yes, no, wait, or if it's a prayer that is selfish on our part, not according to what he desires us to pray, it's kind of like, you got to be kidding me. But just keep praying and loving and sharing the words of Jesus with those who are in the dark of the New Age. Why can't I be a New Ager? Well, number one, I'm not God. Number two, I cannot manipulate my reality. I don't believe all things are one. I don't believe I'm a God. And I cannot create my reality And my experiences, as true as they might be, they're subject only to me. And I cannot validate them as being absolutely true. I cannot manipulate my reality. I'm not one with the universe. I am not any of those things that I mentioned in the very beginning. That's why I cannot embrace the new age. Thank you for listening to the Let's Get Real podcast. It's a podcast arm of roblenberg.org. And also, I want to let you know that we have updated some of our uh, webpage, particularly with the uh, America's Culture War page and also with the um, engaging or understanding the New Age spirituality, cosmic uh, understanding the cosmic chaos. So check those out at roblenberg.org. Hover over the resources page. You'll get a chance to see some of the new stuff that we have on there. We've got some video links to Doreen Virtue, Marsha Montenegro, and uh, Stephen Bancars' testimonies on there, as well as other sources as well. And so until next week, this is Rob Lundberg from the Let's Get Real podcast. I hope you all have a great week. And join us next week as we engage more and more on this whole idea on understanding the culture in which we live. You know, the sons of Issachar, it says in the Old Testament, the sons of Issachar were wise, or they were understanding the times in order to know what Israel should do. And though we're not Israel, we can be like those sons of Issachar. And we can understand the times that you and I live in. But as we do it, go out and give them heaven. And we'll be back with you next week. Lord bless.